Guys, false starts. What do you uh, think? I, I'm, I feel like it's a trick now. I don't want to do it. I don't want to say anything. I didn't see you come in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. come on closer. Yeah, it's, it's us. We just did a 40-minute uh, intro, and yeah, I forgot to just, roll on it. We yeah. just talked and revealed like the most obscure sick bands we've ever heard mm-hmm. for about 45 minutes, and Tom wasn't recording, so I'm never going to talk about those bands again on the <laughs> podcast. But welcome to the episode anyway. It's Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck. Yeah, man. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is, Wait, dude. Don't no. lie, it is. What's going on? I, I Tom's here too. Justin, how you lie. doing? Yep, who's lying? We're here. No lies. <laughs> Don't lie, dude. Not a single lie. <laughs> Your no. name is Tom. This, Don't even yeah. lie. Are you Welcome to the Honest Japan? Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Honest hole. Honest hole. Yeah. Well, honestly, what did you do the weekend before last? Damn. Do you dude. remember back that far? No. <laughs> you got to consult your diary. Uh, I gotta consult my my neighbor's security camera. <laughs> oh boy! Okay, I don't know. Allegedly, what you, what you allegedly. Are you picking through trash again? Well, just you stealing peonies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Wait, it. whoa, whoa, whoa! What's Justin? Yeah, what's, what's going up? on? What's up with you? I remember every weekend I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going there. A couple weeks ago, I got really rich. Yeah. I fucking hit it big. I'm now I got I'm I'm humbled. <laughs> what? I'm back at the bottom now. Wait, did you did you play a bunch of scratch off tickets? I just lost it all. I just forgot where I well, put it. I just lost it. I literally lost it all. You I know, spent yeah. I spent money. I spent a lot on like a golden wagon. Uh, I bought boats for every. I, my God, you never seen so many boats before. I, say, I still yeah. have a boat that you bought me. I bought. I, I don't, I, it's like on. It's not even on a trailer. Well, it's you just, keep. Yeah, you keep that. It's, it's on the front lawn. There's you, like weeds growing out of you, it. I cause, yeah. I right before I was about to buy you the trailer, I lost all my money. I yeah, I, I. I was like, thanks. I could use a trailer. I'm now. sorry who I offended during my 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 time as a rich you man. You had your nose top. in the air at people. Yeah. Now yeah. I am the one percent at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. You're in it's, the silt. It's not looking good for me uh, financially, uh, but you know we're gonna. You know that's okay. You went from silky to silty. Yes, I'm. Wow. <laughs> I'm working on my next plan to get back to the top because Jeez. once I tasted that sweet mountain air, man, now now I'm addicted. Now, now you're just drinking that sweet up. mountain dew. That's it. Now, yeah. <laughs> I can't even afford. You I can't went, even, went from sweet mountain air to sweet mountain dew, my now, friend. Now I can't even afford full cans of mountain dew. I got to. I got the cans. used ones. Yeah, you got. Yeah. You you use got, cartons. I got hilled. I got hill drips. <laughs> you gotta go to the B, you go to the BMX trail and just find like the little little half empty ones. I am so <laughs> poor and hungry, and I have to pee, and it's terrible. This is what you got, man. Jeez. You talked so much lip last week yeah, talking about all the, the Chinese food with the chopsticks of ivory and all that that's shit. That's what, what that's what I get. I missed that yeah, one. That's what I, I get. Know. It was you know it was when we were rolling before on the. The 40 minutes we missed. Oh okay. Um. Yep. <laughs> that's good though. Yeah. It's all but I recommended over- all those bands. <laughs> It's all over for me as a businessman. <laughs> wow, well, man. Will, how's your business this weekend? I am in the business of death metal, and business is good, man. No, shout to um, shout to all my bandmates. Um, Exsanguinated playing uh, uh, June fifth uh, Sunday at Shakers here on Long Island. Yeah, a little dude. cassette tape release party. You guys get like paid for that? Can I have a little bit? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Don't. <laughs> oh, I'm get, sorry. I'm sorry. We don't get in Will's pockets on the air. That's, I got that. No one wants to go down that. That's a, de- that's a depressing road. I'm don't not, show yeah. your desperation. Damn it! I okay. got a story. One time we were playing um, in Baltimore. We were playing at the Sidebar, which, if anyone knows the Sidebar, so it's, it's. I love the place. First of all, yep. shout out to them. But we were like, we weren't even really headlining. We were like, you know, second, second or third support for a band. Um, 
And this this kid, like, who was in a grindcore band opening up, a young kid, like, college kid, he's standing outside with me, and he's like, so do you make a living off of music? And I didn't want to break his heart. I Like, I just, I just didn't want to crush his spirits, but I had, I had to be like, like, I don't even, I don't, like, I couldn't support, I couldn't support a parakeet with what I make off of death metal, let alone myself, a fully grown man. I, you may have missed an opportunity to ask him. You say he's a child of the college, right? He's going to school. Yeah. Did you ask him what he's going to school for? Because uh, if he said liberal arts, then you say yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, yeah. I didn't really get into it. Well, I, I just kind of explained to him. I was like, you know, we, you know, for lucky, we make enough money to kind of, you know, keep our head above water when we go out on the road. And, you know, this is, you know, you guys know the deal, man. But it's just the, the explaining the economics of the underground to people who haven't really been around, you know, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's kind of like awkward sometimes. There was also, I, I like, helped book a show at Shakers many years ago. And there was you know, no, no turnout really. It was a weeknight or whatever. It was one of those shows. And this, this kid shows up and walks in. And I'm like, oh, hey, man, it's uh, here to see the bands. He's like, yeah. I'm like, it's $10, you know, $10 cover charge for the bands. I'm like, I don't keep any of the money. It all goes to the bands. I even said that. And and, he, and he's like, oh, you mean I can't just sit at the bar and listen to the bands? And he, he looked at me like I'm an asshole. And I was like, no, 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 man, the money's for the bands. One of them came from Virginia. You know, you know, it's a show or whatever. And, and he like, he's like, I don't have any cash on me. I was like, oh, well, there's an ATM back there. And he's like, oh, isn't that convenient? And conspiracy then, well here's the thing <laughs> wait a minute it turns out he was there because he was friends with one of these death metal bands and he came to see their band and was chatting it up with them and i i made it clear to him that this ten dollar bill was going to the band and he was friends with the traveling band there's got to be he went to college with Dude. the drummer of the band that drove up from virginia i'm not making this up that's why i don't book shows anymore long island yeah but anyway, that is interesting. And I wonder if there's a study we can find mm. that perhaps we could read on a Patreon episode because we've been doing these article reads. You got to think about it, like the financial attitudes of heavy metal fans. There's got to be a report out there. Mm. Well, we already covered how there's like the really sick people. Um, I mean, sick, like in the death metal, like cool way. Like, who will, you know, they just work a job and they're comfortable and they spend their money on, like, every Pyrexia shirt or, yeah. or every Defeated Sanity vinyl. You know what I mean? Like, there's just fans out there that support. And that's great, you know? Some, yeah. of, some of my bands have even enjoyed a little bit of that from here, you know, here and there, you know, so. No, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just worth thinking. It's like, um, you have all kinds of people in death metal community, you know? We but, talk a lot yeah. about this being like a blue collar mm-hmm. genre of sorts. Yeah. Sometimes day to day. Man, if you're a fucking pipe fitter, yeah. That's blue collar as hell. You're making a lot of money. This good union. You could you know, probably, you know, do a death metal band on, on the side if yeah. you know if you wanted. Yeah. That kind Uni- of unions call. But uh <laughs> I don't know the, the yeah, that's well, a rabbit hole. Man. I remember, yeah, a couple of days ago I was a very rich death metal fan. <laughs> Then you got people like Justin who now, just kind of win a bunch of money on a scratch off and then wake up in a pool hall and they lost it. Now you're the band, the poorest death metal band <laughs> uh, fan. I don't. I feel. Well, I just feel so honored to be here in clothes with you guys. Um, he is wearing clothes. Yeah, yeah. I scratch these things together. Um, but yes, enough about me. I feel honored <laughs> to have been there when I interviewed longtime supporter of the podcast and prolific death metal vocalist Andy 
Chung. And we'll get into that because he's not only of the band's Devour the Unborn, immersed in blood, ruthlessness, uh, and we're going to talk about all of his former bands as well as his time doing uh, live vocals in bands like Defeated Sanity, Incision, Cranium, and Soils of Fate. Shout out to Andy. Yeah, yeah, get, get him in here. It's been too long. Overdue. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, and um, just like I do with a lot of people, is it is it Sung? How's the con- correct pronunciation of your last name? Uh, well, it, it's it's Chung, but um, it, it's fine with Chung. It, it doesn't matter to me because I don't. I, basically, I'm not really 100 percent sure how to say it myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because it's yeah, because my dad is uh, he's, he's of Chinese origin, so and uh, it, it's it's a weird situation where the name is spelled in the uh, in the Cantonese way. Of spelling it, huh. but it's pronounced in the Mandarin way or something. So I'm not 100 percent sure I'm even pronouncing it right. But yeah, it, would, it should be. Yeah, so Chung is fine. Would you mind if I keep that in? Yeah, sure. Why not? Because yeah. I try to I try to get, get the correct pronunciation, but that's kind of an interesting story. So anyway, I'm here with Andy yeah. Chung, I'll say, uh, of Stockholm, Sweden, um, of the bands Devour the Unborn, Soils of Fate, Immersed in Blood, Ruthlessness, if I got that all right, plus uh, various appearance, appearances in other projects and bands throughout the years. How are you, Andy? Yeah, I'm doing great, thanks. Really excited to talking to you, man. Yeah, I, I'm glad we could finally link up. You've been a longtime supporter of the podcast and part of the little Heavy Hole community for a while, so like I just told you um, behind the scenes, I'm trying to double down on a lot of those uh, those longtime people and get them, get them in, in the mix here finally, get them off the back burner. So Andy, um, yeah. you you know, I, I said I want to kind of keep that cold intro when I was asking you the, the correct pronunciation of your name, as I do a lot of people, and yeah. you're originally from Stockholm, Sweden, right? Yeah, born and raised here in Stockholm. I live... Um like 15 minutes south of, of downtown Stockholm, and I've lived in Stockholm my entire life. Okay, and I I take it, I guess your father moved to Sweden? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, my dad came to Sweden uh, like in the early 70s. So like, I think it was like 70 or 71, he came to Sweden. I uh, was born in Taiwan, and then he went to Hong Kong for a couple of years, and then he came to Sweden back in back then. Okay. And, uh, and my, so my mom, um, well, she's not, she, she passed when I was very young, but she's, uh, she was Swedish. So I'm half Swedish, half Chinese. Got it. Okay. And, and, um, I mean, well, just real quickly gr- growing up where you grew up, was that, um, a big issue? Did you feel kind of like separated from the other kids in any way or were you, was it more, um, embracing? Cause I'm, you know, obviously I'm over here in the States. It's a completely different, uh, dynamic. Uh, well, no, not really. I mean, I've, I've never really encountered much uh, issues in, in that sense. Like Sweden is a very uh, diverse country, especially these days. It's it's very mixed and stuff. So never really encountered any issues. I mean, the only issues I've ever encountered was actually when I've been to like China and stuff, um, because uh, a lot of people over there, they don't really look very kindly to my dad because he met a Swedish woman. Um, huh. I'm not saying that it's happened a lot, but but I mean, overall, like it's, never any issues over here got it okay it's just interesting man oh so so 
Um, now, going into the, the more uh, conventional heavy hole line of questioning, like I do with everyone, we'll ask the, the, the usual question. Are you from a particularly musical family, or was there anyone in your upbringing that steered you towards heavy music? Um, well, I'm not really from a very musical family. I mean, uh, there are certain people within my family that, that I know play the piano and were like really skilled piano players. But as far as I know, I'm the first one that's ever played in a band or, you know, recorded stuff. Uh, but I, I was uh, introduced to metal thanks to my mom's cousin. Um, he's, uh, he was like, he's like 10 years older than me. And, and uh, when I was like 10, he, uh, he basically asked me what kind of music I was into. And, you know, I, I was big into hip hop back then. I still am, always have been into hip hop. But and he said that, you know, he, he thought that I should listen to some heavier stuff. <laughs> so he uh, basically let me borrow the like the first corn record and uh, an Iron Maiden Best of the Beast compilation. So that was my introduction to metal. And I was hooked ever since. Wow. All right. And. Now, I, I take it you're from a slightly younger generation than like when people think of that classic Swedish wave of death metal of Dismember and Entombed and all that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm 33. So mm -hmm. when I got into death metal, it was um, it was past the glory days of the 90s. Okay, well, I'm just curious, growing up in Sweden in that area, was that like a big shadow over the metal scene? Was it like... Uh, larger than than life type of legacy or in the late 90s as metal had moved on um was death metal like this antiquated idea like it kind of was to, to me growing up in the late 90s everything was about hardcore and death metal was like played out or something yeah i mean um back i mean it, it sort of felt like the the death metal scene over here like as, when i was getting into things it seemed that everybody wanted to kind of replicate the glory days, if you will. Um, so it was mostly most of the bands that I saw that were like local and stuff. Everyone played basically something that was sort of trying to be like this member or entombed. Um, so it kind of it, it always to me, at least felt like everybody wanted to sort of get back to to the glory days. But in a way that was kind of played out so i don't think that anybody like it never really took off again um and and it sort of always has been that way to me at least so when i you know started sort of moving towards the the more extreme side of things uh it, it didn't it didn't feel like people were that interested in it you know people wanted to sort of were more focused on the the sort of local scene that that had been growing but um you know it, it, it's it I, you know, a lot of people today talk about the HM2 pedal stuff as being played out, but I've kind of felt that way since 2003. <laughs> <laughs> right there. with Well, I did listen to your first, uh, well, what's listed as your first band. Were you in any groups prior to Death Evocation? Uh, no, I wasn't. Well, I dabbled a little bit. I mean, I used to play the drums with a few friends and stuff back in the day, um, like punk bands and stuff, but Nothing that ever took off. Uh, Death Evocation was my first like real band and my first band as a vocalist. And back then, I, you know, we were really into like I, I've always been into the classic Swedish stuff, but we really wanted to like be like the next Entombed, you know. So we were based definitely part of that sort of thing that I'll be, that, that I was saying, like wanting to be like the, the bands that came before us. Yeah, I was able to come. It's called Combat Zone, the demo from 2006. I was able to track it down on YouTube, and it's yeah. worth a listen. And it's really interesting if people are more familiar with your more brutal vocal 
uh, material on um, like the bands we'll get into, like Devour the Unborn and and um, or Vomitous, so to say, so so to speak, or even um, <clears throat> uh, Extirpated. Death Evocation is kind of a chance to hear Andy. Um, in like this kind of more old school, uh, um, uh, like you said, classic style Swedish band. So after that, I, the next thing I have is like very soon after that, 2007 MP5K. Would that be the next thing? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I MP5K was like the, the first band that I had that was like brutal death metal, and uh, I started that band with uh, my friend uh, Fredrik Bidigs, and he would. Uh, eventually play with uh, both like Bombardus, Souls of Fate, and he was in Marduk for a couple of years too, uh, up oh. until quite recently actually played with Marduk. And uh, yeah, we, I mean, at that, that was like the first time I actually played Brutal Death Metal and, and, and Death Evocation was like my starting blocks. And as I was getting into heavier stuff, I mean, MP5K was like the perfect step forward for me at least. Yeah, I, it's, I noticed it was like a dramatically kind of different sound and maybe what people went, might have expected a little bit more it's got this really cool because like maybe the the era and the um the, the like the, the band was just in the beginning stages the production is very raw but right off the bat it's got that much more brutal modern kind of like slammy death metal sound like maybe like a dying fetus type of thing going on and um yeah. you mentioned soils of fate you talked about um some of the people you worked with i got the impression that very early on you have like kind of like a big network maybe of local uh, uh, collaborators, local friends that are also in a lot of other bands around there? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's a small scene here, you know, especially with the brutal death metal stuff. So I've always kind of been really like wanting to get to know a lot of people and within the scene and stuff. And, uh, you know, so I, over the years, I've, I've basically been making a lot of friends in, in the scene here uh, been because of the fact that it's really small it's everyone sort of spread out but yeah uh with with mp5k i mean soils of fate was like our, our idols and and even the name of the the band mp5k we we took it from um from a soils of fate track really so it's kind of funny that both me and frederick would eventually like play with soils of fate yeah and i, I want to get to that um and kind of the legacy that soils of fate um has especially where you're from like le leading up to that, here's one question though. Like, like kind of getting back to the legacy of the earlier Swedish scene. You say that you know people are trying to recapture some of that in a way. Was was the scene ever in some way maybe divided or polarized a little bit between the old school and the people that were trying to do the more brutal, guttural, slammy stuff? Because over over here, what I've experienced is that there tends to be like this very like um, old school, nostalgic, extreme scene that's more death black metal. And a lot of those guys reject like the more modern dying fetus type of stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's how I felt over the years that it's kind of been... Uh... I mean, I wouldn't say that it's been very polarized because there hasn't really been much of a, a brutal death metal scene, really. So there hasn't been much clashing in that sense. But uh, it, it sort of seems like the bands that play brutal death metal, it's like we don't really exist <laughs> over here. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of, um, you know, if, if you play this like more extreme stuff, you're going to have more luck abroad. And uh, I, with every band that I've been a part of that's played live shows, it's mostly been abroad and, and very rarely have I played like at home in Stockholm. Um, but, uh, and I know from, from, for a fact, like stories from like Magnus in Soils of Fate with, uh, 
you know, the, the old days of like, it, it, it was definitely more divided back then. I mean, he told me stories of, of them getting into fights with people within the Stockholm scene because I guess they didn't like the way they looked uh, because Soils of Faith didn't like have the typical long hair, leather jacket look. So people thought they were posers. And uh, I know that there's a story when they played a show in Stockholm and I think they had like a Cypress Hill intro or something. I mean, I think you told me that and, and people got really pissed off by that. Uh, so they, the, their dr old drummer got into a fight with someone in the crowd. Ah. And uh, we kind of, I, I kind of loved that stuff. It, it, it was really like inspiring to hear that. And uh, with, with my old band MP5K, we really wanted to kind of capture that, that spirit in a sense. And even with Soils of Fate now, like when we played Scandinavia Death Fest, we played a uh, Pharaoh Monk, uh, Simon Says, as an intro before we went on stage <laughs> because we thought it would be like, you know, I mean, hopefully it would piss someone off. <laughs> wow, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about, man. Um, because uh, yeah, there was a period in the '90s where, and I imagine it was perceived as a very American thing: internal bleeding, suffocation, the unique leader records. You know, right when they first started, Deeds of Flesh, it seemed like uh, a lot of dying fetus, and then obviously Vomit Remnants comes in the picture. But at first, it seemed like um, maybe it wasn't so much a European phenomenon, man. So I, I could see a little bit of pushback with that now you talked a little bit about soils of fate you kind of like encapsulated right there that a cypress hill intro and there was you know some um uh some problems with the crowd accepting that and so forth like soils of fate just for the listeners if the listeners are into that what i just described really that vomit remnants internal bleeding dying fetus that kind of more tough hardcore and hip-hop influenced brand of death metal that really evolved uh from the late 90s um, is it safe to say, in your opinion, that Soils of Fate was kind of like the Swedish answer to all that? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I mean, uh, I mean, them and Stab Wound, you know, mm -hmm. out of like the Gothenburg area, like those two bands were like the, the godfathers of all that stuff over here. Um, and I, I, I idolized Soils of Fate, you know, back when, when you know, in MP5K, we we even had Henrik, the old Soils of Fate vocalist, come over to one of our practice sessions and, you know, because we play like Soils of Fate covers and he would give us like, you know, tips and stuff. And uh, like, yeah, I mean, definitely a band that I've looked up to for years, uh, probably since I was like 15 and I'm 33 now. So it's been a long time. Wow. So because I'm like I, you know, like I said before, I referenced internal bleeding. And for me, that would be like IB, pyrexia, suffocation, because they're all from like my backyard here on Long Island. I'm yeah. getting like a similar, um, similar impression from you with Soils of Fate. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and also a lot of those bands that you mentioned, I mean, I got into them thanks to Soils of Fate, because uh, I remember seeing like an old band picture and they were wearing like, you know, internal bleeding T-shirts and stuff. And that's how I kind of discovered internal bleeding and and that eventually snowballed into like pyrexia suffocation and all the brutal death metal stuff that you know like and i mean it's been like a lifelong almost i mean at least uh, a long a very at least a very long time passion for me with the whole like the the new york death metal sound really it's it's like that sound is in my opinion, what Internal Bleeding and Pyrexia and those bands did is like the ultimate of, of death metal, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I well, I would I would agree, man, and I would you know I would I would also have to say it's at this point it's it's it maybe 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 New York can claim origin for it, but it's all over the world now, and it's evolved so much. 
Um, yeah. And, and speaking of evolution with your vocals, maybe here before we get too far ahead, we're, talk, we're still talking about your first two real bands there. Um, and there's there's obviously a, a much different vocal style in MP5K already from Death Evocation. You're very young there. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about getting into death metal vocals because I like I know me personally at 14 years old I I wasn't you know I wasn't ready to do the Frank Mullen or do you know do the John Gallagher like there was some bumps in the road. Do you want to talk a little bit about just developing your style and um, maybe some things you found out about yourself doing vocals along the way? Ah uh, yeah sure I mean the start for me I, I it was I wasn't supposed to be a vocalist at first or I didn't have the I never thought that I would ever become a vocalist you know but I used to I used to chat with this girl. She lived in Stockholm too, and she was into that death metal and stuff. And she kind of persuaded me into into trying to record myself, um, like basically singing along to a song. And so I sang along to a Cannibal Corpse track. It was like something out of Tomb of Mutilated, and and I sent it to her. I, I recorded it on like a shitty like webcam microphone, and 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 she thought it sounded pretty good. So I kind of decided that well, why not just give it a try and what I did was I, I just imitated whoever I was into. And at that time, and still to this day, like the, the cannibal corpse with Chris Barnes era, like tomb of mutilated and, and butchered at birth and that kind of stuff. That was my, you know, that was everything to me back then. And, and I just wanted to just sound like him. And uh, I would spend hours and hours and hours just trying to sound like him. And once I sort of thought I was somewhat good at it at that point, I was I heard like devourment and and you know Wayne on Baby Killer and then it was like yeah you know maybe I can go even lower maybe I can even push myself even further and and it's sort of like I just kept on pushing and practicing and and really just you know I I I always doubted myself in that sense that I never thought that I could sound like anything like Chris Barnes and I still don't think that I can but but like that's what was what I wanted to do and I just kept pushing myself going even, you know, more extreme as I went on. All right, man. And um I'm not gonna take any cheap shots at Chris Barnes too, just by the way, man. No. I'm, I'm, oh no, no, me, I'm over me, me neither, man. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it, man. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean the the guy recorded Tomb of Mutilated. You know, that's yeah. that should be enough. Like yeah. the man is a is a legend. Let the guy sell a car or something, whatever he's gotta do. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Uh so well, here's here's while we're just on the vocal thing, because you um, I'm going to get into this later. Obviously, you're now the singer of Soils of Fate um, yeah. and live. You've performed live with Defeated Sanity, uh, Cranium with two A's, you know, which is they're both very prominent, big, bigger bands in the scene, as well as yeah. many others. You've kind of guessed. I know there was there's video of you um, filling in with Guttural Secrete, doing a little guest appearance and all this sort of stuff. What I'm getting at is. Uh, memorizing lyrics and vo memorizing vocal parts. Um, you've probably had to do a lot of that over the years for for lyrics and vocal parts you didn't necessarily write. Yeah, yeah, def yeah, definitely. And that's uh, that's always a challenge, you know, and uh, yeah. something that's very nerve wracking for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I'm you know some of the bands that I've that I've done vocals for, uh, I wouldn't say have been easier, but I mean definitely like with with like cranium for instance it was uh because it's very guttural like if i miss a part then then it perhaps doesn't matter that much but i mean i'm very picky with that when it comes to, to performing live especially like when you're if i'm doing something with my own band it's like i can you know maybe it doesn't matter that much because it's my own band but if i'm filling in for someone else and helping it them out you know i want to bring my 
my very best. I mean, I always want to bring my very best, but I kind of put more pressure on myself, I guess, in those type of situations. But, you know, I'm very, I, I consider myself very fortunate to have been, you know, given the opportunity to, to do vocals for, for those bands. Like, I mean, Incision also from Sweden mm -hmm. was one of the, it was probably the first time I ever, I ever did that, like filling in for someone else's band. And, and, you know, I only did one show with them, but that one was huge for me. And, and uh and i mean defeated sanity is um that's the story in all by itself really <laughs> well what year was defeated sanity what year did you do that uh it's probably tw uh, 2015 so it's okay. yeah i think so so that was like in between uh connie and uh and josh so connie had he was about to leave the band and uh i think i i I saw Defeated Sanity at Brutal Assault in a festival in the Czech Republic. And, and I think that, that was when Lila asked me, like, if I wanted to, you know, fill in. And then I went to Berlin right after that festival and hung out with Lila and, you know, for, for a couple of days and stuff. And, uh, and then I had like six months to prepare, uh, which was like pretty, uh, you know, intense for sure. I mean, you know, defeated sanity is, 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 in my opinion, probably like the the apex predator when it comes to death metal these days. And mm -hmm. so it was a huge honor and something I, you know, I practiced like every day. I would sit on the on the subway heading into, I think, yeah, into work and stuff, and like reading the lyrics on the subway, which made people look, I guess, sometimes because I would sit there like just listening to songs, reading the sheets of paper with all the lyrics, like and like trying to memorize it and stuff. And I only I only we only jammed once before before the festival. I mean, wow. which was, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that was that was something. You know, I flew into Berlin the night. I think it was like the night before the festival, and so we jammed through the songs, and I was just standing there and feeling like, what am I? How am I going to do this? Because I mean, those guys are just on a, on a completely other level. You know, when it comes to like skill and everything, and. And but you know it, then with the next day we drove down to Frankfurt and we played that show and it was it was incredible you know there's something I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah, I I um I, I was very anxious. I, I did a, a few shows filling in for Pyrexia a few yeah. years ago, and it's a very anxiety ridden experience because there's you know there might be people in the crowd that know the songs better than you. You never know, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I had the same thing with Cranium because like I did that. That was right after, not not right after, but it was shortly after Martin passed away, mm. and they asked me if I wanted to fill in and perform a couple of shows, and you know, so it was that one was difficult for for many other reasons, like not just the pressure of, of the fact that it was Cranium and obviously a big band with within the slam scene with a lot of fans and stuff, and but also because like I was basically doing what Martin did, and you know, he was my friend, and he had just passed away, so it was very emotional too in that sense yeah yeah that's that's a um a big one um big shoes to fill um well we we left off talking about your bands with mp5k and the kind of brutal the transition towards more brutal slammy death metal guttural vocals um would your next project after mp5k be uh extirpated yeah, yeah, that would be extirpated. Uh, that's a band that they were, they were located in on like the west coast, so a couple of hours away from where I am. Um, but I, I got to know those guys through playing different shows over the years. I think 
we play with them. When I was in MP5K, we play with Extirpated at a festival in like the middle of the forest and like literally on the, the, like the countryside of Sweden. And I got to know those guys a couple, like through that. And I think it was another show beforehand when the grade played also. And they were called vaginal stab wound in the beginning, but they changed the name because like they thought they never would get any shows to be named vaginal stab wound. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And then I, yeah, so that was a cool experience for sure. I mean, um, I think voc- like as far as my vocals go, they definitely uh, were a lot better with Extirpated than they were with MP5K because I had evolved uh, quite a lot, I think. Um, yeah, and, and just for the listeners, that um, Pathologically Explicit Recordings put out uh, the album Decomposition and Decay in 2011 by Extirpated, um, which you're on, right, on vocals? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, we actually recorded a second album, but it never got released. Okay. Any um any any comment on any chance of that coming out or I'm not really sure, man. I mean the we, we disbanded um ap- we recorded that and then we disbanded and I can't really remember the reasons why we never released that. Uh the songs are still there. Uh I, I would hope that, that people like can hear it in the future sometime. But it's not up to me, unfortunately. But there is one song from that um, that recording, though, that's on uh, that's on YouTube. If, if people want to check it out, so they can find like a raw version of of one of the songs from the album that never got released. Okay, uh, fair enough. And around the same time, you also you joined Vomitus. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, I joined Vomitus in 2010, and that's the band that I've played the most with over the years i would say okay and if i got it right you're i don't think that you're on their 2010 uh, surgical abominations of disfigurement album you probably joined right after that right yeah exactly yeah the first like that the surgical abominations uh release that was uh, the original vocalist uh, maddie and, and another vocalist called lou martinez who's from uh, brooklyn huh I, I i feel like that's somebody i i at least know who they are or something man yeah, he's a great he's a great guy. I've actually stayed with him in Brooklyn um, a few a couple of years ago and stuff. And yeah, he's he's a great guy. But they left the band and um, and uh, basically Vomitus needed two vocalists, and so I came into the fold with uh, uh, with my good friend Anders Johansson. Uh, he would he was in a band called Carnalize and uh, Quest of Aidens at the time, and then he would eventually join Deranged after Vomitus. But uh, so we were two two vocal vocalists. Uh, band in the beginning and then but then i became the sole vocalist after a couple of years okay and you are on the uh 2013 empires of great enslavement album right yeah correct okay man um any any plans with that band are you guys still going uh no we're not going anymore uh we the band hasn't been around for for quite a few years now i mean i think we disbanded we went on tour with Defeat of Sanity and Putridity in 2013, in the end of 2013. And in 2014, uh, we did a mini mini tour of like, we played like five shows in in, in uh, Germany and in Czech Republic. But after, like a, a while after that, we, we kind of disbanded and we don't really have any plans on doing anything at the moment, as far as I know, but uh, you never know what happens in the future. I mean, I would love to, to do it again sometime because Vomitus was um, was a special band. You know, it's uh, I've, I've been I've been fortunate enough to to, you know, with Vomitus been able to play certain 
places. I never thought I would play like Israel and, and you know, Ukraine and all kinds of places. So it uh, would be cool to to come back to that at some point. So with Vomitus, was that your first band that really got you out there traveling a lot? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, my first show with Vomitus in 2010 was Death Feast in Germany. So we it was like, I think like Suffocation played that year and, you know, a bunch of like tons of different bands like uh, Cataplexia and Cranium. And um, I think I, I think Dying Fetus played. Too. Yeah, Dying Fetus played as well. And so that was like my first show abroad and it was amazing. And then, you know, we after that show we started getting a lot of uh offers so we played we played out quite a lot for a while which was cool and and you know it all kind of you know when we when we play with uh we would get offered to go on tour with defeat sanity and putridity that was i would say that's probably like the highlight of of my death metal career besides performing with defeat sanity that one show definitely wow. All right. Any, um, I mean, once you get out on the road there, you always get a story or two, um, you know, into, oh, any, yeah. any, anything, uh, I mean, what comes even, I won't even specify just when I say that, what comes to mind? Oh man. I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff like the defeated sanity tour. I mean, getting drunk on absinthe in uh, Slovakia was, <laughs> was an experience. Uh, you know, we got, I mean, that whole tour was insane. Like we, we played 17, I think we yeah, we played 17 shows in 17 days in, and we managed to squeeze in 12 countries if you count Scotland. Wow. I mean, so it was insane. And we all got like I got really sick on like half halfway through the tour. So I quit drinking like after a week of touring, basically. And because I, I started feeling sick. And then after like 10 days or so, like I got flu and, and Connie uh, from Defeated Sanity, he got the flu, too. So it was like it was insane and you know barely sleeping and all that stuff and but it was it was an incredible experience for sure wow i mean but like a lot of crazy stuff on that tour but i think like my probably my craziest like show story like was when i almost got killed in kiev <laughs> in the ukraine that was probably the like the most messed up thing that i've ever been experienced like um you know, like in, if you go to the Eastern Euro European countries, like if someone offers you um, like vodka, you you know, it's very rude to to say no. You know, if, if they if they invite you to a drink, you have to drink. And, um, you know, we were supposed to play that fest a festival called Kiev Sonic Massacre. And uh, so basically, like three hours before the show, this dude just like I, I just saw the other vocalist involved in standing with this guy at a bar. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't do a good uh, Ukrainian uh, impression, but like, hey, Andy, Davai, Davai, come over here, come over here. And I was like, OK, what was going on? And he just handed me a shot of vodka. I just drank it. I was like, I'm good. Thank you. I got to perform in three hours, put the shot glass away, turn my head away, look back, filled. And then that kept going for like, I don't know, half an hour. So <laughs> the show was like uh, I was drunk off my ass on that show and I don't really remember what happened afterwards, to be honest with you. But I, the next thing that I remember is that I woke up on the floor of some bathroom with a footprint on my head. Wow. And so and um, apparently what and then I woke up, I, I walked out of the bathroom. I realized, OK, so I'm I'm at this, cent uh, this station somewhere. I had no clue where I was. I just saw that I was at a station. And uh, I didn't have a phone. I, my, my phone was gone. My wallet was gone. I only had my passport. 
and um, I managed to get help from a couple of policemen to actually get to the airport. They they basically just like shoved me in a shuttle bus that took me to the to, to the airport. And I thought I was going to miss my flight because it was I, I just saw this old like analog clock in the station that said it was five o'clock. And I thought it was five o'clock in the afternoon, which was when my flight was leaving. But luckily, when I got when I came to the airport, I realized, oh, it's five in the morning. Huh. So I, I spent the entire day sleeping on like a bench in Kiev's airport and I managed to get help to, to like reach to my bandmates. And apparently I, just, I had basically got so drunk that I, I went away with a, a couple of random people to what was supposed to be a party or something. And I believe I got robbed or something. I, I have no idea, really. But uh, those were like crazy times. I mean, I don't drink anymore, but but back then it was like it was crazy. <laughs> Wow, man, that's dangerous. I'm glad I'm glad, yeah. glad you got home. Yeah. Uh yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was crazy, man. It was like back then, I mean, with Vomitus, we we definitely like you know, took advantage of every every opportunity we we you know, we got traveling, but also we were like basically we were just drunken idiots, you know, <laughs> and, and like every time we every time we went abroad, we went somewhere, it was like, "Oh god, here comes the Swedes." You know, we were just yeah. like we became Vikings basically because we got so drunk and did all kinds of dumb shit. <laughs> but uh, it was fun though; we had a lot of fun. And you live to tell the tale, I guess. So, so it's all good, man. Wow! All right, yeah, Vomitus, yeah. man. Sounds like the right name for the group, then. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, you, you, um, Empires of Great Enslavement is 2013. If I got it right, I don't believe uh, Devour the the Unborn um, does much in, until like uh, a few years later. Um, I guess maybe Immersed in Blood is the next thing that comes up. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Immersed in Blood should be the next thing. I mean, it's uh, another like, in my opinion, at least classic Swedish brutal death metal band. Uh, they are based out of uh, Gothenburg, so it's the other side of the country. But um, yeah, so basically, I joined. Along with uh, with Mac, the, the the old drummer of Incision, um, him and uh, Joel, the bassist, played in Incision together. So, and uh, when they left Incision, they decided, you know, why not start jamming with uh, Immersing Blood again? But unfortunately, um, I've never, you know, we we only practiced a couple of times. Uh, it's kind of uh, just waiting to happen still uh, when the time is right, I guess. But hopefully, you know, I mean, I still have hopes that one day we'll get going properly and you know work on new material and play shows and stuff but uh, so far not m- nothing more than practice uh, okay and just for the listeners because yeah, i noticed um you know you don't actually have an official release with them uh, or so to speak but what's interesting to me is this band is listed as a continuation of the band inverted which has history all the way back to 1991 um, yeah. Obviously, with 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 some some lineup changes along the way, but I thought maybe you could give us your take on that and um, uh, your your perspective on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, inverted it was it was Joel's old band, the the bass player of Immersed in Blood, and I mean he's like he's like a death metal icon in my opinion. You know, he's um, uh, he he used to uh, have the Gothenburg Death Fest, that that's basically the only festival in Sweden that that had brutal death metal. And uh, I mean, he was back back in the day, like with Inverted, he was part of the the old scene, basically. So he's one of those guys you can talk to and, you know, hear about all the, the stories from the past. Like he 
I think he saw like the, you know all the classics when they came through Sweden back in the nineties and stuff. Uh, I'm not really sure of the status of like I, I, I'm not sure if they have ever planned on on like reuniting and stuff. But uh, it's definitely a band worth checking out. Like if you're into the classic Swedish stuff, I mean, yeah, they're they're great. Yeah, the um, the Shadowland uh, album is kind of like one of those cult uh, old school Swedish albums that that comes up once people get a few layers deep. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, that it's got that iconic cover with the kind of like dragon uh, skeleton or whatever it is on the cover. Man, I, I think that's also one of those ones that goes for crazy on Discogs because it's probably out of print. Yeah, <laughs> but. All right, so that's that's interesting to know because you do, like I said before, you do a lot of work where you come in and either do session live vocals or are um, uh, re- replacing someone who's left the band and you're and you're you're learning um, o- older material. That is a skill in itself. It's something I talked to. Shout to um, uh, Jordan of um, formerly of Coronary Thrombosis, now of Immortal Suffering. We we him and I talked behind the scenes. Maybe I'll get him on the show eventually about how difficult it is to to kind of learn someone's older parts that they wrote. Because I, th- I think everyone, every death metal singer or every singer just has like a, a different natural instinct on timing and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, you know, uh, definitely. I mean, every, if you're if you're filling in for someone or if you're doing session work or something, I mean, it's, it's difficult, you know, not only, to me at least, I, I find it difficult because I want to, you know, when I do something for a, a band that I'm officially, officially, officially not a part of, it's like, you know, you want to pay respects to the, the one that you sort of fill in for basically. And, but you still want to keep your own like flavor to it and stuff. Uh, it's uh yeah, it's quite difficult. I mean, and, you know, depending on the band, you know, you want to sound right. You know, it's like it, when I, when I filled in for incision, for instance, it's like, it wasn't it wasn't really fitting for me to go completely guttural like I like I do with like Devour the Unborn, for instance. You know, it's um, it's definitely a, a challenge. You got to be adaptable, but it's a lot of fun, too, I would say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that, that was kind of like my thing when I filled in for Pyrexia. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to do uh, Demolich vocals in Pyrexia. That's not you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I had to um I had to take a strong look at my vocals in the mirror and um try to develop my skill set a little bit. Uh, yeah. One thing before we move forward, one thing I wanted to ask you about is ruthlessness. Um, yeah. I I couldn't find much information about the band other than um uh, some social media and and some merchandise and stuff and stuff like that. Could you just uh, like where c- could people find that? Uh yeah, well uh basically um the, the ruthlessness is a project uh started by uh Tomer Hassenfratz from uh from Israel, so the guitarist of Israel Trail. Um and I've been friends with him since Bombadus played in Israel back in like 2012. Uh and uh basically you can find us on Facebook and stuff. There's a video on uh on YouTube of one of the one track from our upcoming album. Um, it's been in the works for quite some time, but with life coming in the way, basically like me having kids and stuff, it's, it's, it's a bit delayed, but it's, it's there. I mean, the, um, it's a full length. That's basically all the, all the music is written and and ready and it just needs my vocals on it. Um, and, uh, my plan is to, uh, record it. I mean, I'm not really sure, uh, at the moment, like my wife and I had twins six months ago. So, um, I barely have time to like go to the bathroom when I'm in the house. Uh, so like, 
I'm not really sure. Uh, there's not really a, a date set yet or something. But I mean, the my hope is that it will be at least like released in 2023. At least uh, it's it's gonna be a sick one. Like I've, I've honestly, it's gonna be a, probably be one of the best material I've ever been a part of. Like Tomer really knocked it out of the park with this stuff. It's like it's it's not as slammy as a lot of the stuff people might know me for. It's a bit more just like raw and ugly just brutal death metal um and uh you know very aggressive and 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 like yeah I, i'm really stoked on recording that actually but i just don't want to do it uh like half-assed i really want to be able to to you know take the time to to do it and and you know so once uh once the kids grow a bit older and i have more free time i'm definitely gonna you know get down to recording that and I'm 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 hopeful. I, I I think people will enjoy it because it's uh, the the stuff that I have been already like I've recorded a few songs uh, so far, and I mean it's some of the you know sickest material I've definitely been a part of. Okay, we'll definitely keep our uh, eyes and ears out for that. Congratulations, by the way, uh, to you. you and your wife. Um, that's that's perfectly understandable that you don't have time to to do vocals on your death metal album with those kids, man. Um. Now, before we get into Devour the Unborn, which I absolutely want to do, I believe chronologically you join Soils of Fate in 2017, shortly before Devour the Unborn starts popping off, right? Yeah, 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 that's correct. Um, well, Magnus asked me if I wanted to uh, to join the band and, and as a vocal, as a live vocalist, and the first show I did was uh, uh, we played Slamfest in the UK, uh, and uh, you know, I can't even begin to explain how huge that was for me when Magnus asked me if I wanted to do it. Like, you know, it was like it was like having Metallic ask me if I wanted to sing for them or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's like we were saying before, when you grow up watching a band and they're kind of iconic to you in the local scene, um, it you know, they, they it's like larger than life in a way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, for me and also like with my history with MP5K and everything and you know, idolizing uh, everything about that band, really. And, and, you know, seeing them as like hometown heroes and just like when, you know, when they asked me to to do it, I was like, yeah, you know, no questions, question about it. But at the same time, it was kind of like, do I want to do this? Because if if I if I screw this up, you know, I'm going to ruin my my favorite band pretty much. So uh, but it, yeah, it, it, you know, that was a great experience. I mean, um, uh just just like being a part of that and and you know and, and afterwards too like as far as any every any band that i've ever been a part of like source of fate is by far the the like the funniest band i've been a part of you know like we we have a lot of fun together i mean we had a lot of fun together i should say um but you know it, it's it's been a it's been an incredible journey like a lot of inside joke inside you know fun stuff and like every I think we drove everyone nuts when we played in in Leeds because we, you know, we obviously we spoke Swedish with each other, and we would hang out. All the bands stayed in one place, and we would do like imitations of this Swedish comedy movie that nobody understands, obviously, because it's in Swedish. And we would do like lines from that movie all the time on repeat, you know, for like hours on end. And people probably thought we were like out of our minds. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. With Soils of Fate, they, they had a bit of a comeback in 2014 with the Thin the Herd album. 
Um, yeah. Is there any is there any plans for new material? Like, I mean, I don't know if you want to just comment on what's going on in, in the soils of Fake Camp. Well, um, I don't really. I I'm not really sure uh, what's going to happen now. Um, we un- like tragically, our bassist Klofe he passed away um, like a, a month or two ago. Um, so we basically, me and Magnus had to go to his funeral. Uh, or well, we went to his funeral like a month ago, and it was uh, so. And he moved to a different part of the country too. Uh, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen in the future. Um, after Klofe passed, they kind of just like we had we had sort of plans to play at least one more show. That uh, was what we were talking about and then see what happens. Uh, but when he passed, it kind of it, I don't know. I'm not really sure uh, really what's going to happen with, with Source of Fate. I mean, I if you ask me, I want to continue and I definitely would love to to work on new material. But um at the moment, we're not. I'm not sure, and we'll see what happens. Um, you know what the future holds, but at the moment, it's kind of, it's. I think it's too too early to even like talk about any sort of um, uh, future as a band right now. Uh, okay, I didn't realize that, so I apologize, man. Um, I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, my condolences. Um, yeah, thanks. And you know, we just wish the best for you guys. And yeah, I didn't realize that. So. Well, then again, we just hope that the listeners will go back maybe and check out Soils of Fate if that went under their radar. Because like we said, it's a very influential, um, brutal, like we said, a band from that kind of like late 90s brutal scene that pushed death metal in a much different direction um, for, for that time. And uh, finally, like I said, with no further ado, I want to talk about Devour the Unborn um, your latest project that put out, you, I think Slam Worldwide premiered your 2018 promo, if I got it right. Yeah. Um, and then you put out uh, litur- let me see if I got this, lit- Liturgy of Irreverent Oblation EP on Land of the yeah. Sick in, t- in 2019. I can't read my own handwriting sometimes, it's pathetic. Um, and most recently, a four-way split with Slamentation, Defleshed and Gutted, and Inhuman Atrocities on Vicious Instinct. Um, you want to take us into how that project forms because I understand it's like an international band. Uh, yeah, I mean the band is from uh, from Texas, so they're from from El Paso, um, and they'd released some like an album and things beforehand, but before I joined. And uh, I think that the the international part is they've always had like a, a international vocalists. So they had a, I think the first vocalist they had was Diego uh, that was in Vulvectomy, the mm-hmm. the Italian band. And uh, then they had a guy from Mexico, I believe. I'm not really sure. Uh, but basically, I mean, I, I met the drummer, Joseph. I met him at Las Vegas Death Fest uh, the first time I was there. And, uh, you know, and I think I, I'm not sure. If, I think they played live there, too. Might have. I was really drunk, so I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. But, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, then, he, you know, Joseph was a great guy. And he asked me if I want if I was interested in, in you know, recording vocals for them and you know, I'm a fan of their music since before, and and I I thought it would be a cool cool thing to do. You know, and uh, it's it's been a it's been a really good uh, collaboration. You know, I mean, when you when you do something uh, like abroad with someone, like you know, when they're like in Texas and and I'm over here in Sweden, obviously, like practice is not is out of the tape, you know, out of the question. But um, but it's been a very you know very good like collaboration with those guys and uh it's 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 been a lot of fun for me too like 
because it made me kind of I needed to sort of think outside the box a little bit and, you know, really like because I didn't want to waste their time with just sending them shit that they didn't like. But I mean, I, I guess they were happy with what I recorded. So it's but it's been a lot of fun too. Uh, you know, just recording that stuff. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, I, I do miss like the, the practice thing. It would be would be really cool if we could like play a few shows in the future. Definitely. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to ask about that because I've done a few little collaborations here and there where it wasn't necessarily like a band that had rehearsal time before we recorded. But um, with this, it's kind of like an ongoing thing. And, you know, you're recording these parts. Is there like a back and forth, like you send them some demo vocals and they get it back to you? And with that being said, do you have like a home studio set up where you do that? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I have a home studio, like a very... You know, not nothing special, really. But I record <laughs> I've recorded everything with Devour the Unborn in my kitchen. <laughs> so uh, but uh, yeah. And also I recorded some stuff with with my friend Samuel, too. Uh, we basically like I either I record with him because he's got more skills than I do with recording stuff and the, or I do it myself. Um, but uh, what, I, what I've normally been doing is I've recorded some rough stuff, like rough takes, and I've just sent it to those guys and see what they think. And if they like it, you know, then I then I do it again and do it better, basically. Yeah, um, fair enough, man. And yeah, it's funny you say you, you recorded you record the stuff in your kitchen. But but like nowadays, like I mean, I do even doing this podcast, I was telling you before, just because the format of the show and with everybody's schedule changing, I do the interviews myself now in my home office on uh, a MacBook and um, a microphone and an audio interface. Um, and I've even dabbled in recording little projects uh, here and there, man. Things have changed so rapidly over the last 20 years to where it's very easy to collaborate with people um, over the internet. You said that you met that you miss the, the you know the you miss being able to maybe get in a rehearsal room regularly with 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 bandmates. You know that's obviously something that that I've um, missed in, in certain projects I've done, but we work past it. What about um, the advantages now, man? Because it is like you can get things done so much quicker and with so many different people. Um, like I'd like to get your perspective on because you do a lot of collaborations. You work even when you do live vocals. Maybe you're rehearsing on your own and just meeting up and rehearsing once, like with Defeated Sanity. Could you talk a little bit about how the internet and how technology has um, afforded you so much, so many different opportunities that maybe it wouldn't have years ago? Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was starting out. You know, that was like before um, the the time when it was like easy to just send files and stuff the way that it is now. Uh, so, I mean, the the opportunities definitely have, have like opened themselves to me because of the Internet. Like, I'm very grateful for for the fact that that I can do this. Like, just like if any if anyone like is interested and has contacted me, like I could do I can do it, you know, from my from my like from my apartment, you know. So in in that sense, it's. It's definitely opened a lot of doors uh, and, and, you know, um, just giving me the, the, the opportunity to work with people from all over the world is something that I never thought I would be able to do um, when I was starting out. You know, back then it was like I was just it was like a struggle just to find people to to jam with and that wanted to play the stuff that I was into. You know, that was like when I met Frederick from 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 um, MP5K, like that was one of the biggest moments of my life, just finding someone in my town that was like into, you know, like dying fetus and, and devourment and soils of fate. Like that was mind blowing to me that I knew him. 
Uh, and these days, it's like it's so easy to to really uh, get something going. You know, I mean, like I said, it's like I, I miss the the physical like interaction, like meeting with people and and going into a practice room and the magic that happens when you when you play instruments and, and vocals and stuff together. Um, you know, it, it it it's a lot more organic in that sense. But I mean these days like with the technology and the possibility to record at home it's it's pretty incredible like i'm not gonna say that i um i you know what i prefer or don't because as far as i'm concerned like as long as the material is sick if it sounds good and and you know the collaboration is good and it's it's all good for me you know what i mean yeah um and uh like like on well on that note like we said ruthlessness we're waiting uh we'll keep our eyes open are there any other projects or anything else you've been getting involved in um that that you might want to plug or promote or, or speak of uh now uh inter internet based or otherwise um well at the moment i don't really have any any other projects besides like ruthlessness uh that's gonna be working on stuff and source of fate possibly in the future um and in of course immersed in blood too it's still like kind of in waiting uh but at the moment i don't have any other projects really uh, going on i've been sort of i sort of made the decision to kind of put that aside a little bit for a while and just focus on my family i i did record some guest vocals for um uh, this band from chile called uh, hail caligula hmm. and uh last i think it was like 2021 2022 i was part of the Focal Dystonia album. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was a pretty cool project. It's a pretty cool project. Like every song had a different vocalist, which was I thought was pretty cool. Uh, so it was me and it was like, I think it was like Dawn from Waking the Cadaver and a bunch of other great vocalists. Uh, my friend Larry Wang from uh, Taiwan uh, was on one track. and The, the boss. Was like, the boss. Yeah, 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 the boss, yeah. <laughs> I, would, um, I would love to have a conversation with him one day too. Oh, dude, do it. I yeah. mean, I met him in Vegas in 2013, and I got to do guest vocals for um, uh, one of his bands that played there, and and it was it was incredible. I mean, Larry's the man. He's my uh, he's my Taiwanese uh, brother. <laughs> seems seems like a um, another like larger than life type of character in the in the metal oh, yeah. scene. Man. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they have a cool scene going on over in Taiwan. Like, I, uh, my dream is to go visit one day because my like I said before, my dad was born in Taiwan, so I got like roots there basically so i would love to go and just hang out with all those guys because they have a they have a pretty cool scene over there with a couple of bands and you know they got the fat tub of lard um distro going and everything so is, isn't that uh yeah. is, isn't a fatuous rump from over there yeah yeah exactly fatuous rump and you have uh maggot colonies one yeah, band and yeah. um uh my favorite is probably uh I, I i'm probably gonna butcher the name of this but hetero delphi Okay, I'll, I gotta look that up, man. I yeah, the, yeah. Uh, no, the, yeah, the um, the the name. I remember the name Fatuous Rump just popped out to me on. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was I was I was reading like the Severed Records catalog or or the whatever, like you know, a few years ago on the website, and I was like, I gotta check this shit out, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then the yeah. vocals were nuts. The vocals were like Matty Way, but even more frogged out. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh yeah, great, great band, Fatuous. I'm shout shout to um that whole scene, man. We would love to uh to get a little more more in depth over there, um yeah. in our in our coverage, man. But um, uh, Andy, uh, it's been great speaking with you. 
Um, and as you know, before we, we let you off the hook, uh, I'll give you the opportunity to plug and promote anything else you got going on. It sounds like you got your hands full enough, man. Um, well, one, <laughs> one baby is enough, but twins, uh, that's, that's, that's double trouble. I got my, my mother and my aunt are twins. We got twins in my family, man. Um, yeah. Uh, identical. Uh, no, they're not, not identical. I got a boy and a girl, which oh, okay. is pretty cool. Okay. Oh, that, wow. Okay, man. Kind of best of both worlds right off the bat, man. There you go. Yeah, man. So All now right. I'm done. Now no more kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, well, uh, like I said, I'll give you the opportunity to plug and promote anything else, but you got your hands full with those kids. So, um, with no further ado, I'm going to ask you to please recommend one newer and one older release, uh, EP, demo, full length, whatever, by any artist you like, metal or otherwise, just to recommend something older and something new to us and the, and the listeners. Uh, yeah, as far as new goes, uh, I would recommend uh, the band Gridiron and their latest album, uh, oh, yeah. No Good at Goodbyes. Uh, it's a hardcore band. Uh, I think they're from, um, yeah, they're from Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I I I paused because I didn't want to say they're from Long Island. Um, I wasn't I wasn't sure. Yeah, I don't think they're from. Yeah, I think Philly. That that sounds about right, man. It's just I've seen the name around a lot the last few years. I think they've gotten up here in the New York area a lot. Okay, Gridiron. Yeah, yeah, those guys are really good. It's uh, it's like hardcore, but with kind of rappy vocals. Kind of, it's like it's it's they're great. I mean, I've I'm been really like into hardcore lately, and those guys really kill it. I mean, definitely check that out. Um, and as far as old, um, man, it's a, it's a hard pick because I've been thinking of like, yeah, could I do two? <laughs> go, <laughs> two? Please. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one I want to recommend is, uh, is a band from Canada called Envenomation. And uh, they're, um, I think it's an EP. Yeah, it's an EP. Uh, Pyogenic Harvest from 2010. Uh, it's, um, th- th- I think a few of those guys went on to, to continue as uh gravitational distortion but like to me envenomation is where it's all at like um some of the most guttural vocals i've ever heard in my entire life i mean if you if you want to listen to something that's so deep it's just mind-blowing just check check that out (laughs) and uh i just want to also like recommend a really obscure swedish uh, band uh, called state collapse and uh, their demo gothenburg rape from 2008 it's um it's my best friend Samuel's band they had with uh, Christopher from uh, Level Above Human. I don't know. Are you familiar with Level Above Human, Will? Yes. As a matter of I years ago, I was in touch with uh, uh, Christopher from yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Level Above Human. I mean, we're going back over 10 years ago. Um, I remember because I, I was living in a different apartment at the time. I was in my old apartment. But Christopher... He had gotten in touch with me somehow um, because I believe he knew about Biolich, and he sent me a Level Above Human CD that I still have. Great, interesting band. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And shout, yeah, to, Chris- shout, shout to Christopher. I'd love, uh, I'd love to hear from him if he's still out there. Yeah, man. I haven't spoken to him in years, but yeah. we used to hang out quite a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he introduced me to Biolich, actually. It was thanks to him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but State Collapse is his, like, side project he had with uh, – with my friend Samuel, so it's great stuff. You should check it out. Interesting, man. Yeah, it's just it's it's funny to hear that name pop up again because um, Christopher did. Uh, he sent me a package years ago with the Level Above Human CD. Man, that's funny, man. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, it's another just kind of like another like six degrees of separation question popped up in my head while you, while you said that uh, before you had mentioned a former bandmate of yours had gone on to being deranged. Um, yeah. as have many Swedish musicians over the years. A lot of people been through deranged. 
Um, one of my personal favorite Swedish bands, so I always felt kind of um, walked a different path. You know, they, they, they weren't really part of that, that Swedish school of old school Swedish death metal. I don't know that they're um, really part of any sort of big brutal movement in Sweden. I just wanted to maybe get, uh, as someone who's from over there, maybe just get your perspective on them a little bit, man. Did, were, did you get to see them growing up uh, live a lot or, did, you know, were you into them a lot? Yeah, I got into them quite early on. Like, uh, like Rated X and High on Blood was like mm-hmm. two records that I that I really got into early on. Um, they were kind of like this mythological band too, because they were they were from Malmo, so they were from like way down south in Sweden. And uh, I didn't see them until like quite late though. But they they've always kind of worked in the their own sort of realm, um, like because like I like with the Swedish death metal scene being the way that it is and like I, I don't think they never really got the respect that they deserved at home. So they they basically they traveled a, quite a lot over the years and played played out a lot. And uh, you know, great band, great guys. Actually, the last show that I played before the pandemic was with Source when I was in so- with Source of Fate. We played with uh, Deranged here in Sweden. We played like this small club, like an hour and a half away from Stockholm. So that was the uh, the last show I played, and I saw Deranged. Great guys. Wow. Yeah, I just um it's funny cuz you say Rated X that was the first album I heard by them and I've always been a fan um throughout different lineup changes and I, I have reached out to Ricard um uh, yeah. of, of Deranged uh you know in in the in the background man hopefully maybe one day we could work that out um so I just yeah I was just curious to get your perspective on that cuz you mentioned having worked with someone who went on to play in the band um and it's funny you mentioned they're from they're from kind of a I guess you say like a very far south somewhat isolated part of Sweden uh, well, not not isolated in that sense. I mean, they live, they're neighbors to Denmark. So they have like a bridge that connects from where they're from, that area, over to, to Denmark. So they're more okay. like continental, I guess. Like Sweden is kind of messed up because it's, it's not huge, but it's very like stretched out. So it's quite like long distances, like it's very long. They, but they, they're from a more, um, so they're not, well, basically they're from a city, but, but the third biggest city in Sweden Okay, well, I guess maybe isolated in the sense of like from the bigger musical scene that people associate Swedish death metal with. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Gothenburg definitely. and so. Okay, yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. And they and they walk their own path, like you said. Like like, I mean, you know, they took more influence from the American style and more blasting, blasting style and stuff. And I think they're great. They're really one of the more like underappreciated bands from Sweden that you know they, they deserve a lot more love. Definitely. Yeah, I um, I kind of got I you know I've always been into them, but like you know how like sometimes you just get in and out of certain bands. But I, I started listening to the them again recently when I um, I heard the new Undeath album. I I, I really I like Undeath from uh, Rochester, New York. We've had them on the show, and yeah. um, I thought that their their new album was a little bit reminiscent of that deranged sound, like that very straightforward blasty american death metal um yeah kind of nostalgic for the 90s in a way man really cool shit so um but yeah not yeah not to drag it out on the deranged tip uh andy i really appreciate your time and you um uh, making the time especially with your young family and all that sort of thing uh i gave you the opportunity to plug and promote anything is there anything else that we failed to mention uh no nothing that i can think of you did a lot of great great research, man. I appreciate it, man. Metal Archives all the way. I'll never deny it, man. <laughs> Without Metal Archives, I, I would be uh, up Shit's Creek. But um, uh, Andy Chung, we, we thank you for your time. Uh, any parting words for fans of your music and listeners of our show? Uh, thank you guys so much for having me, man. It's, it's uh, you know, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, keep up the great work. 
And uh, to anyone that supported me over the years, thank you so much. And uh, once my kids are bigger, I promise I'll be back. I'll see you guys out there somewhere with some band somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Awesome, man. We'll keep our eyes up. Big shout out to Andy Chung. I'm going to say Chung. We got into his last name. He explained that a little bit. So I'm going to go with Chung for now, man. He, he explained the story with that. Big shout out to Andy Chung. Um, please check out Devour the Unborn. Check out all of his projects. We're going to watch for that Immersed in Blood with uh, some legacy, classic, old school um, uh, Swedish death metal members that he's jamming with now. And um, go back on YouTube and look up some of his guest appearances. Uh, he's everywhere. He's always popping up on stage with a mic for these bands. It's he's crazy. an animal. You yeah. know, he's the kind of, he's the dude you want filling in. Like, yeah, yeah. And you know what else is very cool about Andy? He's been listening to the show probably since day one. Yeah, day one Swag. supporter. We're trying to circle back and get a few of you guys. So if you're somebody who's, who's, who's been waiting online on the Heavy Hole podcast, drop us a line. Remind us. We only do so many interviews. It comes at us like an avalanche. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. 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 But, you know, speaking of avalanches, I don't know how to connect this to a voicemail. But is it like that? What was what was that song that Billy Corgan covered? The country song? Or was it an avalanche? The world is an avalanche. The world That's is, it. Yeah, children get older, I'm getting bolder, the avalanche bolder. Oh, um, changes. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting voicemails, too. There's your segue. Thanks, man. I got it. I'm trying, man. I'm growing up, Who I swear. Who originally? <laughs> What's that? Who sang that originally? Uh, it was, uh, no, it was not mine. No, it wasn't Melissa. It's in, but it's like that's the universe. Yeah, it was the universe aesthetically. Yeah. It was a yeah. Uh, it was a woman. The who, Stevie Nicks. No, maybe, maybe. I think it was Stevie Nicks. Uh, you bastard! You bastard, Tom. Hold on. I think so. Tom's right. It's the fucking landslide, dude. Yeah, landslide. The landslide, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. That's good. Oh, it is a Fleetwood Mac song. All right. I am That's going to listen to that post that. All right, well, <laughs> to uh, delay no longer, I'm going to listen to this voicemail. Yeah. Hey, what up? This is Key Fresh, as I'm known to Leo Bachman, a recent guest on the program. Back in my day, this was the rant line, so here's my rant. What's with these little fuckbag normies? We're all just assumed because you're a metal guy that the only thing you want to listen to is metal and they'll show you some shit and you're like, yeah, I'm not really into that. And they're like, why? Is this not fucking metal enough? It's not heavy enough? And you're like, no, dude. This shit sucks. It's fucking some Ed Sheeran, dude. Like, I've, I've fucking listened to Late 90s Japanese acid jazz, jazz fusion Masayoshi Takanaka all fucking day. Some fucking yellow magic orchestra. I'm just not feeling it. Why are you trying to insult me thinking I'm some Cro-Magnon fuckhead Homo erectus sitting there just listening to fucking Bathory every day? Like, 
you're trying to take this fucking intellectual high ground on me saying, oh, you fucking only listen to metal, so you don't like it, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you're the fucking idiot for thinking that that's me. Yeah, some of those guys exist, and that's kind of fucking awesome to just be only metal all day. But no, fuck you. Your shit sucks. Give me a better fucking new and old release recommendation, you narrow-minded D-bag. One. (laughs) Was that two people having an argument with one another? I don't know. If it was two people, then... um... We need them on the show. I thought it was two people having an argument with one another. I didn't even. I, I didn't really get some of that. So, so, he, so he was mad that like people recommend him metal, but he wants to hear more Japanese fusion I, jazz. So, oh man, I'm so jazzed up right now by him saying this. I think he's trying to say is um, he hates the idea because he listens to metal openly that other people in his life who don't listen to it are constantly. Inferring that's all he listens oh, to. Okay. All which right. I mean, I don't hang out with anyone, so I don't know I don't know what that's like. Yeah. But I could see that, you know, if you got some smug friends who like Lord of the Rings too much, then perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I love it too, because he's just like, Hey man, stop recommending me metal that you know I listen to. I also to listen to this other obscure fucking bullshit that nobody else listens to also, where I have to be like really like pretentious and obscure that in my non metal yeah. like taste also. Fuck you. Jagged Little Pill is the best record that's come out in the past 50 years. <laughs> so you fuck yourself. It's, there is a huge spectrum out there other than metal, but check it out. It's NSYNC, and it's Backstreet Boys. That's the spectrum that's you've spectrum. created? Awesome. Oh, oh, boy. That's the spectrum. <laughs> okay. Okay. Will, you thinking I, one up? I still, oh, I'm still not sure what we're getting at. Like, it's like, <laughs> so you... <laughs> So, I like this voicemail so much. I'm a big fan of this voicemail. So it's like, so it's like, if if somebody, I'm not, I'm just saying, I don't really understand where, where what the dilemma is. So you like metal. I'm a. It's like if somebody comes up to me and they're like, oh, is it like? I mean, is it like when my coworkers come up to me and they're like, oh, Will, you like metal, right? You're at Five Finger Death Punch. Is it like that sort of situation that he's talking about? Yeah, maybe. I think that is kind of. It's and, a. Mm-hmm. It's a very broad brush he's painted yeah, with. So yeah. it can Yeah, I feel like that could be encompassed. It. It's or, a cry for help. Or like people <laughs> are really like, is. oh, like, oh, you like metal? Yeah, my brother likes Lincoln Park, and you just kind of gotta like roll with it. Like, oh yeah, like you know, like like I've had a lot of that over the course of my life. Well, I. Uh, you know, but I don't like. I mean, like what? Like people recommending me metal. I hate when my friends try to relate to me. Well, <laughs> I don't. I, don't I just hate when somebody let, tries. Let me to use another <laughs> analogy. I agree with what he's saying, as I understand it. Kind of like this. For an analogy's sake, if you know your friend loves bowling and you've never been bowling in your life, and it's his birthday, don't buy him a bowling ball. Okay. Because you don't okay. know what the fuck you're doing. Okay. I do, and most bands sound round and just have three holes in it, like every single volleyball does. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so is it like connection there? Is it like when a guy I used to work with asked, asked me if I ever heard Trivium, and then told me all about Trivium? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, that does suck. I'm not into any of these conversations. This is, that I've had it's literally when you're. It's like when you're surrounded by people that you don't like and <sighs> won't get outside of that to find people that you do like and you're like why are these people still talking to me and you yeah. can just say hey leave me alone dude i had a co it's always a co-worker <laughs> it's always a co-worker because that's yeah. the only time i hang out with people who don't know about underground metal 
The yeah. other day, somebody was like, <laughs> just "Love it." <laughs> Do you listen to heavy metal? That right there, you know. Yeah, like, it's going downhill. <sighs> Do you like Slipknot? And I had to be like, I mean, I can't say I don't like Slipknot. Like, I wouldn't really say I don't. I dislike Slipknot as a thing. Mm-hmm. But then you're already like knee deep. If you so, I'm there like, yeah, I kind of I, I remember their first album, mm-hmm. yeah, in '98. <laughs> Here, whatever. Who's who sent this? Who did this voicemail? Um, it says E Fresh, e oh, fresh. but it could have been P Fresh. I'm e, not sure. All right, E and or P Fresh. E, e and or P Fresh. Could you please keep calling in with these? Please I like keep this. calling in, but listen, check it out. You gotta breathe. I'm confused. You gotta breathe. Nobody you meet is inside of your head. Okay, they don't know your next thoughts. If someone's trying to relate to you in a friendly way, hey, you like metal. Have you ever heard of what are we gonna say? Have you ever have you ever heard of Seven Dust? Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. like that's where they're coming from in their frame of res- reference, because they haven't been sitting, you know, researching, listening to the heavy hole, getting the breadth of knowledge for free that we offer. So they don't know. They're just trying to relate. And so when they say, "Hey, do you like Seven Dust?" Just say. Well, I wish you would never talk to me again. That's it. And be uh, like, I just got yeah. this brand new recommendation today on this heavy hole. That Jagged Little Pill is just the best rec. Yeah. Melissa Etheridge, Jagged Little Pill? Yeah, yeah. This is Steve- <laughs> it's Melissa Etheridge featuring Stevie Nicks. Um, it's ge- <laughs> it's, all right. I, I don't. It's, it's genuine little pill. Okay. We, I, I have other thoughts on this. I don't know if we can keep going on. This is yeah, a. What do you thought? Speak yeah, your yeah, mind. Speak, speak, your, speak your mind. Well, see, man. speak your truth. See, you're coming from a place of sincerity. Like, where you're assuming, you are assuming that this person who loves Seven Dusts mm-hmm. is going, hey, uh, do you listen to Seven Dusts? Yeah, but yeah. I think that the angle here might be, as the British say, taking a piss. Oh, having a having a yeah. little dick at him. So like, hey man, you like anal cunt? Heard that name once. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, oh, like okay. pushing it like that angle. That's kind of how I'm hearing this. I, and that that is infuriating. I and that did actually it. happen to me this weekend at a party. Like a little okay. patronizing. Yeah, I was wearing a vomit forth um, a t-shirt that I had cut the sleeves off of to show my massive arms, and this guy said, "I don't read death metal. What does that say?" And I wait, told, wait, wait, wait. The Vomit Force logo is... is this a, guy doesn't know anything. It's, it's a typeface. It is a typeface. It's very <laughs> easy to read. He said, <laughs> I, it's not an indistinguishable death metal logo. It's closer to the end one font type yeah. than oh, it is a death oh metal logo. He said, oh. I don't read, period. Death metal? Something like that. I don't know. He read too much, I think. Um, but then he went... He, I, I said what it was. Yeah. Because uh, I'm very genuine. Very genuine. I said, this is Vomit Forth this band here and he goes oh uh i like anal cunt that's the reason i use it in yeah. my example before because this guy said this to me and i said well seth putnam's kind of a dick and the guy he was like i don't know i don't know anything don't set yourself up for conversations you you can't yeah. swim it well he I probably guess. like heard the the band name anal cunt well, of course so, yeah, that, like that's he, yeah everyone's seen the anal cunt logo yeah, if you've yeah. been on reddit okay like, now you know? i think i understand the context yeah Oh, you don't and, like when buttheads yeah. talk to you. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Get down with that. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. Can't win. Oh, you know, you, uh, what was that word I said? Can't win them Can't all. Can't win them all. I went, yeah. All right, E Fresh. Check it out. My dude. Here's what I have to say about this now. 
I also don't like when buttheads talk to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I feel like nice. it's, I almost feel, well, maybe it's also because I don't talk to people that much nowadays in general, but like outside of my little circle, because I'm, I'm older, I'm approaching middle age. But I guess, yeah, that's the thing is like, when you're younger and you're around social circles and groups of people, I would imagine college and stuff like that. I mean, it seems like nowadays metal gets more respect. Yeah, which the, I think in, is another problem. The, but we could talk about that another time. But like, I mean, back yeah, I mean, back when I was like in my twenties, yeah, like it would be people like, oh, death metal, you know, like Cannibal Corpse, oh, you know, like yeah, real. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The the humor of the world. And these has these were like p- people that probably like had a little John CD or some shit. Yeah, well, so, I actually, I mean, I go around going. Three one one man, DMB yeah. for me. You know, I, go, I, do, I go around doing that as yeah, well. Fucking so. Dave Matthews Band, <laughs> Three Eleven fans mocking fucking Cannibal Corpse. That's a whole nother. All right, I get it. Yeah. I I think I understand Tom. Tom translated it a little bit. I'm better. trying. I liked I liked the fury in this, and we haven't had like an angry voicemail yeah. in a while. And yeah. I want more yeah. of these. He's and right. I genuinely see where you're coming from. So yep. E Fresh. Do this again or P fresh. Yell at me. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna um, say G fresh. V fresh stands for very. Yeah, yeah, very fresh. Uh, just like some of our uh, bonus episodes that we've been putting up on Patreon. If you want to follow us on Patreon, throw down a couple of bucks. Maybe put a question in the interview when we interview Dolly Parton. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Future's wide open, just like Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, we got the yeah. social medias. You got the Facebook, <laughs> the Instagram. You, call, you can call us up and leave your own voicemail, just like Key Fresh did, P Fresh, whoever, just like uh, Key Food did. <laughs> yeah, Key Food. Keep believing oh, in doing just that vent. Look up at the sky. It's the vent. Yeah. Uh, big shout to Andy Chung joining us tonight. Check out the Valley Unborn, all the other little bands he's got going on over there in Sweden. No, seriously, I I don't want to I don't want to talk down and mock the guests. We no, do that. Shout out to him, yeah, man. Big, he's big really follower. been with us forever. He knows we're dickheads. Yeah, he, he knows we're assholes. Um, no, I enjoyed the conversation. I want to get a few of his bandmates and uh, compadres who we talked about on the podcast as well down the line. Um, only got so much time to interview people, but. Uh, Shout out to him and shout out to you, the listener, man. Appreciate all you guys out there rolling with us. We've got we've mm-hmm. accumulated a, f- a few a uh, few new ones over the years. I see, and uh, uh, th- those of you who've been with us since the top, just like Andy, we love you, man. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, just let the love into your life. Just open yourself up to love because how, how many love is there? I don't like that.